0: Hours of the Fury is brought to you by Red Nation Online. Find us on Twitter at Red Nation
1: Online and at OIT Fury.
2: to ours is the fury episode 75. I'm Ryan. I'm Tim. And yeah, we're the world's greatest soccer team again.
1: Yeah, we can't we can't be
2: beat. We can't be beat. It's the magic uh formation.
1: Yep, the 20 formation.
2: Yeah, so the uh, So this is a podcast about the Ottawa Fury, I guess I should say, of the NASL. Um Fury won their last game 2-0 over the super stacked Tampa Bay Rowdies. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd say surprising, but a good win. The system seems to work, even when there's some people changed around.
2: I really like the, the midfield in the starting lineup. Did, did you want to go through the starting lineup? Just to-
1: yeah, sure. Uh and Nets, uh, no surprise. Uh Rosebooms back in defense with Alves and Roberts. On the midfield with Tiso and Dixon playing, has kind of the wing backs. Uh, De Guzman, Eustacio, Oliveira, uh, right in the middle of the midfield. Eustacio, I think, is his first start of the, the year. And Hayworth and Stewart up front.
2: And I find Hayworth and Stewart work
1: really well together. Really, I actually think this is the exact opposite.
2: That's why you're on the show, and I'm like-
1: <laughs> 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 I actually, I don't think their chemistry is really kind of worked well together
2: okay yeah so. i don't know i just find well maybe because I, I thought they complement each other a lot because stewart actually holds up the ball mm. and howworth will make the run and, and vice versa where howworth will get the ball and he'll he'll pass mm-hmm. it off to stewart but Howarth's speeds a little faster but i think Stewart's skills a little a mm-hmm. little more
1: yeah i definitely like the two up front instead of the three in the, the old four three three formation but I think their chemistry needs to improve a little bit. I think they're not creating enough on their own, but I think um, maybe some time, and we'll fix that. but:
2: yeah, a player that I think we haven't seen the best of yet is uh, Maxim Tiso. Find his, his passes hmm. aren't there. he's not in the right spot a lot of the time
1: so yeah i mean when he came in i think he was playing midfield, and now it's uh, he's mm-hmm. playing wing back so it's a bit different they're asking a, a bunch from him but from what i've seen he's he's pretty decent i don't think he's been spectacular yet but i think it's there and i think it's just a matter of time
2: yeah so and pretty solid crowd at the game uh, how how many people were there about uh about
1: 5225 It's not bad not bad at all. Not bad for like a mid, the dog days of summer kind of. Yeah, as
2: we were saying last episode, the the cottage, yes. cottage days.
1: Mm. Yeah. But yeah, good crowd, good, good atmosphere. The return of Tommy.
2: Oh yeah, Tommy! It was hilarious. It's uh, him waving to people, running. He was a sub at the start of the game.
1: Yeah, didn't start. Came on at half.
2: It was kind of funny cuz at first people were like cheering him when he walked by and then like the next four or five times there's a lot of booze. <laughs> so it's funny watching the crowd like uh turn on him. Mhm. Which was it was kind of nice to see.
1: Yeah. We'll see that uh, a few more times this year before the end, before the season's done when uh Miami and Indy first come to town. Yeah, or the Mi- new Miami, I guess. Miami
2: <laughs> will be will be the interesting one. I wonder if that happens to our players uh because a lot of our players, of course, have played in other yes. NESL cities. I wonder how they get treated when they go. I, I guess it depending on the player and the situation.
1: Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, Joe Cole. The Joe Cole show uh, came into Lansdowne.
2: You know, I had to explain to a few people who Joe Cole was. Ouch. Yeah, that it kind of shocked me. I was like, wow, I thought, you know, that, that would be a name that... And these were people that, you know... They're not the world's biggest soccer fans but they pay attention and i was like oh obviously not english premier league fans but no but yeah
1: but yeah i guess mm. eh, not a big draw i didn't really notice him too much on the field he didn't really uh present himself that that well on the field but i whatever yeah, good for yeah, us yeah he wasn't
2: too bad like he wasn't he, he's better than your average nasl player even at his age and But uh, it seemed like none of them were turned on that game. Like, nobody was willing to, like, go put in that little extra effort on Tampa Mm -hmm. Bay to, you know, win the ball, or they gave up easily, stuff like that. Uh, Joel Cole had some nice corners. Um, It was funny, uh, the crowd was chanting Millwall at him. Millwall? (laughs) Millwall, yeah. because a former West Ham? Yep, exactly. And then there was a West Ham sucks chant that went through the stadium, Mm -hmm. which was interesting. (laughs) So there were people that know Joe Cole in his history. But mm. uh, yeah. But not nobody yeah. seemed to be in I didn't see one Joe Cole jersey
1: which was Yeah. Even in a, even at his height he wasn't really a jersey selling kind of player. Wasn't English He wasn't
2: nat- English yeah. national team no. Yeah. But yeah. Like 50 caps or something. I think he has over 50 caps.
1: Really? Mm. Yeah. So It's possible. Yeah. I don't know. He was never really that star. I mean, playing on the English national team is quite the honor, but like he was definitely a he was never really a star star like Beckham or Raul. But yeah, a little bit of name recognition.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's cool seeing these players come over. Yeah. So we're missing a few players, eh? Um I Kendra got some interviews after and I didn't even realize it, but so they're rest in Bailey. Yep. So yeah.
1: Bailey gets a rest. I think he, I don't have this, the uh, information in front of me, but he, uh, I think he started every game. I'm maybe mistaken.
2: And I heard he was playing with a bit of a knock, so.
1: Mm. Nice team rest. Uh, Eddie Edward, too.
2: Yeah, Eddie wasn't he's, there.
1: Yeah. He came on late as a sub, but he didn't start probably a uh, pretty busy for a couple of months if he's moving from Edmonton, Ottawa, and I think he's played every game he's been here. So, nice to see him get a rest. And yeah. Dixon, Dixon played his spot, and Dixon. I thought Dixon had a really good game.
2: I thought he looked really good. It was, uh, and, he, and he plays with a lot of grit. Uh, you see these players come from Norway, and it's, I don't know how physical of a league it is. I, I don't watch it, but. Um, you don't? I don't watch the Norwegian wow. <laughs> league. Wow. <laughs> No, after you after watching a few USL games, I just decided yeah. I wasn't gonna watch crappy soccer <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Touche. No, yeah, but I've I've noticed that when like a lot of the players are not the most physical that, that come over from uh, from Norway. I don't know mm-hmm. about other Scandinavian leagues, but but he was uh, he's physical. He gets right in there. He's not mm-hmm. he's not scared of anyone.
1: No, uh, yeah, just kind of came in and kind of. Doesn't look out of place at all. Doesn't look behind in physicality or pace or technique. He Just kind of, just really fits. It's nice to see.
2: Yeah, and it's, and it's good to have another player there with all the injuries. With uh, Timbo's gone. Um, Bruna's expected soon in the next two
1: weeks. Mm-hmm. It's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. They say I thought Dagley said Timbo might have been back this weekend, but I guess he didn't make it. Yeah. But I guess he's... On the cost of coming back, which is good. Obasi we should see in the next few
2: weeks, I think. Yeah, Balchan's still out for a while, right? Inventor's done for the season.
1: I think Balchan's done for the year.
2: Yeah, Balchan's done, done.
1: Yeah, I saw yeah. an interview with him that he did it at halftime, and he basically said he's done till October. He was, like, crying. A little bit, Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible! He was a really good defender. I really, I was mm-hmm. really, I like, I didn't know much about him before he came to Ottawa, and then he really, really grabbed my attention. So
1: yeah, he looked good on. In the, I think the only time I really remember him playing was at, at Gatineau in the first preseason friendly. He looked really good, but that's all I really remember from him. Yeah.
2: So, do you know what the quickest goal in Fury history is?
1: Um. No, but I imagine the one we had at Tampa was pretty close.
2: Yeah, that was pretty. That was. It's two minutes. Think, yeah. What was this one? This one's second minute as well, right? Yeah. Second minute. Yeah.
1: Nice, beautiful pass by Morrow. Yeah. Loved it over, uh, Roberts. Excellent touch. I thought the keeper might have done a little more with it, but, and I think the defender really kind of has to take the play on it. I don't think he should be letting a not, not too swift rock, center back get behind him. But we'll take the goal. It was a nice goal. Up for play of the week?
2: Oh, yeah. It was, it was a great way to start the game. and mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mauro's pass was something else. And, and to get a second goal in the first half. Which I was confused by. <laughs> Can you run us through exactly what happened? Because from where I was in the stadium, I was just like it looked like a just like a regular pass back. Is that is that what oh, it was? You're talking or, about the own goal. Yeah, I, I never, I haven't seen it on TV or
1: oh, it just kind of um, uh, to was down the line, down the left hand side, and he put a kind of a low, low cross in, and um, Quandary. Just headed it back, basically headed it back towards the keeper, and it just keeper was going the wrong way, just couldn't fix himself.
2: Yeah, and I was just, I was like, that went in, and like we were just could not believe it <laughs> I just thought it was like a simple like you know head header back to the keeper kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. And that just kind of shows how bad Tampa was that day, like how off they were. And they, they stacked lineup, like yes. Hurts off. and Well, Heinemann. Heinemann's like a second-tier player on that team. So, like, and, of course, you have Cole. And, like, it's just a stacked team. And they they got guys on the bench that, like, would be starters on yeah. any other team yeah. in the league. maybe Freddie Adu,
1: Freddie Adu, Freddie Adu, Heinemann, <laughs> Antonievich, Burgos, or all guys on the bench started on the bench. Yeah,
2: it's funny when I said bench, you just went to Freddie. You like Freddie Adu popped in your head, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently Freddie Adu, before uh, the match against the Fury had only played like twenty some minutes of the season so far. I, don't,
2: I no. I wonder what. I wonder what the story is there. If if yeah. you're if you're a listener from Tampa, tweet us at uh, OIT Fury, and like let us know what's what's the deal with Freddie Adu. Because by all, all means, he should be playing second division football. You think mm-hmm. He wouldn't be on the bench.
1: So. And I figure at this level, he either plays or he just was, gets kicked off the team. Yeah. Just like, find someone who can come in and play.
2: Well, I heard a rumor last year they were paying him weekly, like, and it wasn't much. It was like 2000 a week or 1500 a week or something like that. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird, but... Hey, I like it when teams come to Ottawa and score in their own net. It's happened yeah. two weeks in a row now.
1: Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. It's nice to know it's nice to see the bounces go our way. <laughs> I think I think if you're a person who kinda was on the on the mindset that uh the Fury during the spring season and kinda uh the first few games of the fall season were kind of unlucky. Yeah. Then now we're we're getting lucky and this is yeah, I think uh success relies a a bit a bit on luck not completely on tactical formations and how we plan but there's a little luck involved
2: yeah definitely things have been going our way the last three games Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like it's good it's like the players are putting the work in the tactics have changed uh, good coaching decisions Um, but yeah luck luck helps Mm -hmm. so wow so you were saying off air that we're uh we're we're have less possession now than we did when we were losing.
1: Yeah. We seem to be even um I mean for the first first two years and even uh the start of this year, we always seem to not always win possession but we'll always be up there or uh, a, lot of, a few games like destroy on possession but lose. And now this, like, three or four games, three win streak, maybe the last three or four games, we've just been almost, we've always lost possession. We've never held possession for more than 50%. I think we had possession for 46%, which isn't isn't bad, but, I mean, the game before it against Carolina, we were destroyed in, in possession. So I don't know if that's kind of, we're playing a little more counter now.
2: Yeah. it's interesting that Indy's one of the top teams in the league and they're they're a less than 50% possession too. I think they're sitting around 47%. Mm-hmm. And um it's kind of like the maybe it's cuz it's such a physical league that it's like the teams that sit back and take their chances don't mm-hmm. just run around and uh always just, you know, chasing the ball and holding the ball. It's mm-hmm. like the teams that sit back, play tight seem to get rewarded.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: And that was the case last year with the Fury. Like, they they sat tight, held the ball, and got oh, rewarded.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's just something to keep an eye on, see if it kind of continues or if it's just a bit of an outlier. But that's it. And with the win, uh, Fury move up to sixth in the fall season, and ninth in the combined table. So we're we're yeah. moving up slowly, but we're getting there.
2: Moving on up, yeah. It's it's amazing what a, a couple like three good games can do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tight league. Uh, no one's really running running away with it. Uh, every team looks beatable. New York hasn't been very good this year or, or lately. SC Edmonton might be one of the better teams in the league.
2: Yeah, they're scary good. And Minnesota's being Minnesota, hanging around third place. Mm-hmm. That's what they like to do. And what I think is interesting, and you pointed it out, was uh, Jacksonville's towards the bottom of the table, that they're, they're only three points uh, ahead of Puerto Rico in the combined table.
1: If the scores stay the way they are.
2: Right. We're recording on a Wednesday night, and right now Indy is
1: beating. They're beating, they beating Jacksonville State. 5-1. 5-1. Wow.
2: Wow, so let's hope uh, Indy tires himself out because that's who we're
1: playing on Saturday. A1 Zayed has three goals. Hopefully, that kind of hopefully he gets burns him out a little bit.
2: Yeah, he gets sick of scoring. He's like, a...
1: <laughs> wow, yeah. And Puerto Rico's up. So if the uh, if these games uh, remain the same, then uh, Jacksonville will be ahead of Puerto Rico by three points only in the combined tables.
2: I think I think it's safe to say that five one is gonna be a, a win for Indy. But
1: Yeah, yeah it so, seems like it's
2: so pretty all like good game, good good uh good effort by the team.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Such a big turnaround in a few weeks, eh? We moved a few bodies, got a bunch of new bodies and it looks like yeah. a whole different soccer
1: team. Yeah, I think I think both teams look tired. They both played midweek, but um I think uh, Ottawa's kinda of I don't know about lucky but really fortunate to get that early goal so they were able to sit back a little more. And I think it was I think it was really evident by the end of it it was just kind of two teams kind of slugging it out and Tampa Bay couldn't really mount any offense at the end.
2: Yeah. They just they weren't they weren't here to play. And you know what? They actually stayed an extra day after. Oh really? Yeah, they were still in town the day after and uh People who saw them in the market and stuff. I don't know, like what it's weird. Usually they, they would leave like the next morning early mm. and stuff, but they stayed like it was like four in the afternoon and people are still seeing them in town. So
1: yeah. nice little sightseeing.
2: Yeah, it's a great great place for if you live in Florida, why not come to Ottawa?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Well they you, wanna get they wanna get take advantage of that uh currency exchange. Yeah, that that's it.
2: So uh, Kendra went downstairs and uh, had an interview with uh, Paul Duglish and Julian de Guzman. And so we're just going to take a break.
1: Oh, can I just talk about Julian de Guzman for a bit? Yeah, for sure. I thought Julian de Guzman might have had the best, the best game he's ever played for the Fury. And it might be the, one of the better games I've seen a player from the Fury play.
2: Wow, that's game.
1: that's high praise. He was, he was amazing, that game.
2: And you're not a big Julian de Guzman fan, normally. I like him, but yeah. Yeah, but, like but you're, not, I, you're not crushing over him like No. a lot of us but
1: are. just some of the passes he was doing, controlling the game, uh, it was just incredible. Yeah. So hats off to Julian. Yeah, and
2: as you'll hear in this uh, interview, I uh, had some good things to say about his teammates. So the interview will be right after the music, and we'll be right back. Do you want to support our labor of love? The best way you can do that is to rate us on iTunes.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know, this game tonight, it was, you know, I don't think it was for the purists. It was uh, two tired teams out there, you know, and that's when you learn about your players, what they've got, you know, deep in the bellies and the gut and, and see how committed they are to and how much they want to play for Otto fury And I think, you know, for the players to, to, to show that level of effort, desire, determination, you know, I, I couldn't be, it's probably the proudest of being of the players and, you know, we found out, we found out a lot about the players tonight and how much they want to be here and how much they want to play and win for this organisation. But you got nine points out of three games, you must be pretty happy. Uh, happy, yeah. yeah, but as I said, it's, you know, um, we'll enjoy the victory tonight, you know, but then it, it's still the same as the other two, it's just three points, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's we don't get too high. We don't get too lose. We we've now got to do it again, you know. we we we've got to keep that mentality of just one game season, every game, uh, and and just keep trying to win as many points as we can in, in every game. And you know, when we get our noses in front, you, you've seen in, in the last three games that we're well, we're an unbelievably good defensive team when we want to lock up shop, uh, and we feel so comfortable. You know, I think uh, when when we do that, so. We we've kind of added that from the beginning of the season to our game, um, that ability to do that and, and you know, I, I know maybe purists would, would, would want to see a little bit more offensive uh attack and play at times, but I think uh, I think it's important that we get those points on the board and it's important that we win those games and, and find a way to win those games and you know, if, if the game stays tied for for longer or we're behind then I'm, I'm, we, we've got that side to our game as well but it's about it's about winning game but sometimes in this league you have to play to the teams that you're you're playing against Yeah, so I think
2: it's been a good job with that
0: yeah would you no, think so, so? for sure yeah I mean look it's it's it's, uh, it's you know <clears throat> Tampa well, Tampa are a fantastic team if you look at their individuals that they've got I mean they're probably the envy of a lot of teams in the league with the the players that they've got um, you know Jacksonville you know, heavily recruited and invested heavily in the team. Uh, Carolina the same. They they've brought in, you know, they, they brought in Fondy, they brought in Bravo. They, they've, they've invested um, heavily in the team. So we, we've we've got a team. Though. That, that's the thing about us. We, we are so together in that locker room. From from everyone, the coaching staff, the front office, the team. Everyone's just together as a unit. The fans, everyone. It's just a, a feel good factor at the moment, and, and we're, we, we long may it continue. What's the status on James Bailey? James Bailey is he he, he you know, just like Julian, he, he put in a lot of work on Wednesday and he put in a lot of work on Saturday. You know, it's like even Maxim Tassol tonight. I didn't really feel comfortable starting him, but we couldn't we have a choice. You know, we've got to be responsible and, and respectful to, to these players and, and the last thing we want is, is to get them injured. Uh, so, you know. Injured. Yeah, injuries normally come from accumulation of fatigue. So we might feel like they can go, but that's when, you know, 30th, 40th, 50th minute that they might feel something. So we just try to. We've got really good players. I thought Mauro was brilliant tonight. You know, he, he came in, Dixon's come in, he's done a great job. Oliveira's come into the yeah. team recently and yeah. done great. Yeah. Williams has done great when he's come on. It's like we, we're, we really are a team and I think it's. Everybody, everything, as we said, it would take time to gel, but everything's starting to get there now.
3: Yeah, I think it did. Uh, I was able to go 90 today. and yeah. uh, I mean, we talked about it before the game on Wednesday. Um, naturally, I was feeling motivated to play, but uh, it was a question of um, how fit would I be for the uh, Saturday game. So um, it's good that we have now depth and we can rotate players. Um, I mean, it's easy to just slot in players and, you could see how they were able to hold up on the Wednesday game, got the result that we needed, and uh, some guys were able to get rested uh, for Saturday, and uh, some guys were able to get their chance to play. And again, a lot of guys were able to step up and uh, keep the momentum going. You did not feel, it looked like, uh, 35 years old on the <laughs> field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, up until now, it's uh, it's been really good. Um, you know, Paul's big on players being fresh, and um, you know he knows how to manage each individual. Some guys could play. You know, the, the 90 minutes in all three games, um, some guys are not able to. Uh, but, um, you know, now we're able to manage uh, certain players in certain positions, uh, timings, you know, when to play or not, and, uh, you know, bringing in new faces to uh, to have numbers in, in the squad. So that definitely helped. Um, if it wasn't for some of the important signings that we had prior to the, the, the games that we had this week, uh, you know, we'd be able to only work with maybe a oh, group of maybe 11-12 guys but uh, that wasn't the case in the last three games and that, that, that definitely helps like a guy like me at my age. <laughs> it must also be easier to, uh, to play when the team is going well. Yeah for sure I mean um, it, was, uh, it was tough in, in the beginning uh, especially starting the uh, fall season um, there were no more questions of excuses of whether we we're trying to get used to each other uh, adjusting to the system or um, trusting to face new faces in the squad uh, it was a matter of us getting results. We weren't able to do that against New York and Edmonton off the off the bat. But um, one thing I could say is, uh, you know, the guys in the change room were uh, very, you know, positive, even though we weren't able to get the results. And yeah, the, the matter, as a matter of us just stay, sticking together, whether we win or lose, uh, we showed a lot of that uh, through the hard times, and uh, we kept on believing that uh, once we start scoring and once we we'll start getting results. Uh, a lot of the luck will come our way you know thanks to the hard work and uh, that was able to uh, be able to demonstrate that this week um, finally in the lucky bounces um, but I mean these things don't happen by accident definitely comes uh, with a lot of hard work and uh, and belief that we have within the squad uh, Morrow got to play tonight how do you think he did? Yeah he did great um, you know he did, did what he's supposed to do uh, and uh, I know he's been, been itching to finally get some minutes um, you know he has a lot of qualities. He's still young. Still has a lot to learn. Uh, and it's part of being professional, uh, being patient, and uh, you know waiting for your chance. And uh, he got his chance, and uh, he stepped up to the plate. Was able to perform. So that's what we expect from a, a guy like Mano um, on a professional level. And um, you know definitely sets an example for a lot of for a lot of other guys who uh, who haven't got their chances or who want who want their chance. And um, you know that, that's the way it should be in this squad. That guy is able to come in when uh, when they're expected to and uh you know do 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 their job so it was good to see that from his side and uh I think it represents the type of squad we have uh in general
2: welcome back to ours is the fury um so I think we're gonna look at what's going on around the league what's happening with the fury and the n a s l uh what have you heard Tim
1: well,'ll start with the fury uh today the news dropped that uh we signed uh, uh, Danny Mwanga on loan from the Rowdies. He's a forward, six foot one, former first round pick of the MLS, MLS draft in 2010. Played for the Cosmos.
2: Wait, wait, wait! How many goals has he scored in the last few years? That's all I care about.
1: Um, I think he scored one in the last four years. He hasn't no, no. really played a
2: But he's the first overall MLS draft pick.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. He only scored one in like four years.
2: Wow. So what what does that say about MLS scouting?
1: It's, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that whole system is terrible. Yeah. Um
2: It's good to yeah. have the, the yeah. extra the extra bodies though, especially with all the injuries.
1: Mm. Another even another player has doesn't have great stats, but it's kinda of one of these players you're like, eh, if he has a change of scenery maybe we can spark something.
2: Well, I, I am, I'm yet to see anything from Gentile. Like he hasn't yeah, no. He hasn't played much. Maybe we'll see him this weekend.
1: Yeah, I was hoping to see a little more Gentile. I don't, like, I guess I don't think Hayworth and Stewart have been doing that well. You had to, and I, I guess some people other do, but I would like to see Gentile mixed in there a little more. I mean, I don't know where uh, Danny will fit in now, but I guess it's good to have that problem.
2: Yeah, it's nice to have more bodies than less bodies. I think at one time we're at 17 players. 17 yeah. active players earlier, so that was... Yeah, hopefully we get... And to... three of them were keepers, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can get a little more defenders back, but it's nice to have some more forwards, some more scoring options. Uh, he's uh, he's not a... He's not a foreign player. He's from the uh, De- Democratic Republic of Congo. But he actually has his uh, green card. And he's... if you go to his wiki page, there's uh, literally a crazy story about, I guess, his dad... And the Congo uh, Civil War. If you want to check that out, check that out. It's uh, pretty crazy.
2: Okay. So he counts as a domestic because he has his green card for a U.S. work permit. So he counts (laughs) as a domestic for the Ottawa Fury in Canada Mm -hmm. in the NASL. Oh, man, this league is crazy.
1: mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... So that uh, Paul Deglish said, that's it. There's no more additions.
2: We're done. All the money spent. All that Miami money is gone. <laughs> yep. The Johnny Steele so Steel, uh, take out of retirement, turn to gold. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: that, was, that was a great move. That was probably the oh, yeah. best move we've made, in my opinion, all season.
1: Oh, for money, yeah.
2: Yeah, selling Johnny Steele for money. That's amazing. Like, pull that off.
1: Yeah. Um, not a lot... Of- uh, Roberts, as you'd guess, a defender scoring would almost automatically put you on the NSL Team of the Week, which it did. And Ronald Peiser also joined him on the Team of the Week with the clean sheet. So good for him. And Robert Skoll, with the great assist from Morrow, is up for ASL Play of the Week. So if voting hasn't uh, closed yet, go ahead and vote. Don't vote for the Jake Keegan empty net. Tap in goal as play of the week. I don't even know why they added that. Because they want fan engagement from Edmonton. They're just
2: they need something. From Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. Well, that might do it. Yeah, there's some other uh, some other moves around the league. Uh, Miami FC they uh, they spend some more money.
1: Spend some more money from Jacksonville. Not heard that before. Uh, keeper Sebastian Evers. I don't really know much about him. He's more of a backup keeper. I think he's a local Miami guy. Mm. So
2: This has to be money laundering. <laughs> There's no other Maybe. way. <laughs> we got we to gotta get in on this more. Mm. Do we have anything we could sell? Like, do they need a mascot?
1: No, they already took Johnny Steele.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Nobody uh, else wants to go down. Another signing um, Canadian team. FC Edmonton signed heard of them. Heard of them. Argentina, uh, Argentinian midfielder Nicolas DiBiase. Uh Again, don't know too much about him. The research, the little tiny research I did. He uh, played for for multiple teams in the uh, Segunda B, which is a Spanish third division. So interesting to see what he brings to the table in an FC Edmonton team, team that looks like it's trying to compete for a title.
2: Yeah, they're going for it.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: They're looking pretty good. So
1: mm-hmm. Now, just imagine Lance Lang didn't leave.
2: Yeah. No, I don't want to imagine Crazy. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand what's, like, with the people of Edmonton. Like, you have a serious soccer team. Mm-hmm.
1: Like
2: I, I heard firsthand from some people that have been to your stadium recently that it's, like, garbage. And it's not the most professionally run. And there's like one washroom for like 3,000 people or something. Oh. But it's you got to get out and support that team because mm. they're actually a good-looking good, good looking soccer team. And that's that's it for nice things I'm going to say about FC Hamilton. <laughs> but it's a good-looking soccer team.
1: I also wrote down on the schedule, why does Tony Mueller still have a job? And I think we've beaten that horse to death.
2: Hey, he's... He's coached a team before. He coached his son's team.
1: But were they any good?
2: Yeah, we don't know what the record how many titles is. did they win? Four twenty. He's he's one of those guys. He's he's a name and he got a coaching mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Because he's a name, so yeah.
1: Well, I don't know how much it's going to last.
2: <laughs> you know, Jacksonville's an interesting place where they're they're getting like nine thousand a game, ten thousand a game and now they're down to like three, four thousand a game and um uh, these new teams, if you don't win and you don't capture that uh that market you know and like get keep people interested, they're not going to come out to your baseball stadium to watch your soccer team mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think i don't think I think that um indie like the indie experiment or whatever is really i think a lot of people went, oh, we can have a team. Like Indy did, we can have we can put out basically a garbage team for the first two years, which won't we don't have to spend a lot of money on. They'll lose, but we'll just keep drawing people in, and it worked for Indy, but it's clearly not working for Jacksonville because they're losing fans left, right, and center. So I don't know if, if any like teams like Jackson, Jacksonville, Miami. I don't know too much about Oklahoma and their situation right now, but I I just wonder if any of those those teams looked at Indy and went, Oh, this is how we can do it. Cause that, it, you know, a lot of, most of the markets around here in the NSL aren't Indy and they won't support constant losing like Indy did.
2: Yeah. And, and if you want to look at the USL, like Sacramento wasn't the best team. Um, they were, they went, they won one championship, but like now they're not the best team, but their attendances are still good. Mm. And, uh, the same thing, like, Cincinnati's in their first year, and they're doing ridiculous numbers mm-hmm. in Louisville. So it's it's interesting. It's uh, There's been a lot of talk lately about, like, I don't know if there's anything going on behind the scenes, but usually when there's smoke, there's a little bit of fire. Uh, about, like, the top teams from the USL combining with the NASL to make, like, a new second division. It's the latest thing in the been hearing about mm-hmm. on the internet so which seems kind of interesting it, it's better than these two two teams going into Oklahoma or fighting over Baltimore all this
1: mm-hmm. stuff. yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's hard to say I mean MLS is kind of that cloud in the sky where it's teams don't want to leave the USL the NESL if it means they can't eventually go to the MLS
2: so what about I th- haven't more teams gone to MLS through the NASL though, like Minnesota? Yeah. Like, uh, well, Montreal Impact, of course, but they're part of this group that mm-hmm. started the NASL. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, I don't buy that. That you have to, like, if I was the owner of FC Cincinnati and I had, you know, and I was like picking USL or NASL, and then it's like, oh, one's gonna lead to MLS and the other one's not. I don't think that's true. I think it's just ticket sales lead to MLS.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting people in the stands. Yeah. And some other factors like how big your city is and how much corporate sponsorship you can get. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think that's really the knock on Sacramento and Cincinnati right now is the MLS really wants to go into big markets with a lot of uh, corporate sponsors behind it. And Sacramento just doesn't have it. San Antonio, who knows? San Antonio is one of those teams in NASL. They're champions. A few years back, they went yeah. to USL. For, I guess out. they didn't go into USL. They just kind of dissolved, and another USL team propped up. Yeah, and
2: changed owners. They got bought by the yeah. San Antonio Spurs group. And what's weird because the Scorpions were doing seven thousand a game, had a nice little nice little uh, stadium. Mm-hmm. Everything, all the, everything looked good. It's just. Uh, the guy just didn't want to do it anymore.
1: So no, we're, yeah.
2: Yeah, this whole—I don't know. I'm not. I'm not big in this whole American soccer wars thing, because I truly view it as like an American issue, mm. and I don't think it, it really. It, like, it affects us because two of our teams are in the NASL, but I just. It, does, it In the big picture, I don't think it matters because in the future we'll have our own league they will they will still be fighting over I, I guess it's like what it's really about is like they're thinking long term and who who can get in those markets now and then have that money in the future
1: Reap yeah I think, I think I think kind of what they're overlooking is stability plays a huge factor in fans and fans sticking around and people don't like Uh, like the future of their team in the air because, oh, should we go to USL? Should we do this? Should we do that? What happens if this and what happens if that? People just want stability and know uh, know their team's around. If it's in the third division, second division, first division, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You just want to know your team's going to be around. The the team you're supporting now is going to be the team you're supporting in five years down the road, ten years down the road.
2: Yeah, and you want your team to matter. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like with uh, affiliated baseball. It's like guys, certain guys get played because the parent club wants them played,
0: mm-hmm. or
2: you know, and things like that. And it's like it's not really about winning or losing. It's about having players ready and developing players for the for the main team. Mm-hmm. And like I hate seeing that in soccer. I hate seeing that whole farm system thing. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like with like from a, from an English perspective. Like that farm system. Like, what does it look like from from an English perspective?
1: Um, I mean, most teams have reserve teams, right? Right. And they will play, and there's a league, but it's not really well supported.
2: Like, how would it roll with the English if if uh, a League One team was actually a farm team of you know,
1: I don't know, Leicester yeah,
2: or something? Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think. The loan system is a much better way i mean for for bigger teams that have a lot of talent a lot of young talent that just can't crack the starting starting eleven or the full team, they can get loaned out to smaller teams and get some playing time and they can learn learn from there and learn different and get you know competitive minutes under their belt instead of playing for a reserve team both playing with the same people not not in front of a lot of people not for a lot of stakes
2: right and playing two games on a weekend and things Mm -hmm. like that which as a professional must be just completely frustrating but Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know the soccer wars thing in the states i know a lot of people love love it and they love like oh what team what city who you know it's like i'm i'm truly sick of it i've I've been following like lower division American soccer since the a league mm. um, and like i was I was sick of teams disappearing and new teams and like it was just and i'm sick of it now I just want some stability in uh mm-hmm. in in the north american soccer landscape and so I wish these people would just get together and uh get it sorted out once and for all Because yes. i I'm, I'm losing interest i I care about my team i don't i mm. don't I, I don't cheer for a league so
1: Yeah, stability. I get. I don't really get the fighting for division sanctions. Division one, division two. If there's no pro-rail, it doesn't really matter. I think some people said it matters because of advertising, but really, does it?
2: Oh, and we know with American sports, it's uh, television's king. So, Mm. yeah. So, move on. Uh, we'll just do yep. some more news. I guess the Academy, they won their first game this weekend. Speaking of uh, lower division soccer, PLSQ.
1: Big winners. Big winners. 4-1 over FC Lanadier. Lanadier.
2: Yeah, I actually practiced like oh, nice. at the start of the season, but no, I've, I've lost it. <laughs> FC Lanadier, which is a beautiful little town if you uh, mm. like natural scenes and stuff in North of Montreal. but uh, so, this yeah. game, so
1: this game was actually played at Ottawa U, so I'm glad I didn't bust down Algonquin to watch it. Uh,
2: yes. Yeah, I was watching the highlights, and I was like, oh, man.
1: I thought it was an away game. I'm like, this isn't Algonquin.
2: I was trying to figure out, I out, out it was. And then I found out it was Ottawa
1: U. I'm like, oh, well, that explains it. Yeah. So the scheduling is really messed up.
2: Yeah, because the time was changed to noon. It was originally 3, and the venue was changed, and no one told us. Yes. Yes. So, um, if if you're part of the academy at all, and you have the actual schedule, not the one that's on <laughs> the PLSC website, just, you know, help a brother out. Yeah, yeah let us. We're know. Not asking. We're not asking for a lot. No, we just want to see the soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but four goals, man. Uh, Leo got the first one right off the start, fifth minute.
1: Oh, beautiful free kick! I know. If you go on our the OIT Fury Twitter, we actually retweeted it and there's video of it. Beautiful free kick.
2: Hey, it was in beast mode. Azaki, uh, <laughs> Malonga, mm-hmm. and Bitar. So four goals. That's the most we've scored all season, I think, in a game. Yeah. Um, this this team is uh, just ahead of us in the table. Uh, they have lost by some pretty large margins, 7-2, 5-0, and they're a new club, they're an expansion team in the PLSQ. But... It's good to get that monkey off the back and get the mm-hmm. first win. And then, and then, you know, hopefully when we go into Long Gale on August 6th, uh, it's at 4 p.m. if you're in the Long Gale area because it's a away game. Mm. Um, hopefully we can get a result because it's, it's a team that we could get a result against. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know when their next home game is. <laughs> you know, who does, really? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where. And where would it be? But if you want to be safe... You can go see them play in Gatineau, on Mont August 21st, 5 p.m. Pretty sure, because FC Gatineau always plays on Mont So, Mm. yeah. So maybe... Stability. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, like speaking of stability, like all we need is just a schedule posted and, you know, maybe a a tweet now and then from the main main club. Mm-hmm. You know, get some people out to these games because these kids, there's a few of them that are quite talented. I mm-hmm. expect to see on the first team in the next few years. Like uh, you go, go take a look at that free kick. Yeah, like, not, yeah. yeah, that kid probably studied Richie Ryan or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I understand not trying to pressure them, but if you're trying to prepare them for uh, professional soccer, they're going to have to play in front of people sometime. Yep.
2: Yeah, get used of, uh get used to people uh, yelling yeah not not too much else you know soccer right now there's all those crappy friendlies like the ac milan versus whoever Mm. liverpool collecting money all over north america like all those games i don't care much for those but uh No. no the Concacaf champions league started last night and there's games actually right now as we play as we record right now but um what was interesting is the Whitecaps played last night against Central FC, which is a team from Trinidad, and they won one one nil away, but Marcel De Jong didn't make the trip, or he wasn't hmm. there. He wasn't on the bench and he wasn't starting. Hmm. So, and but they had everyone else like Tybert, and they had a pretty stacked team. But um, so they're not using them. Yeah, I mean, we they yeah, could blow them back to us. Send them back. We'll take them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was, it's interesting, though, because uh, Trinidad has two teams in the Champions League, mm. and Canada only gets one, no matter what. Like, we only can send the Voyager's Cup champions. If we win the NASL, if Montreal Impact win the MLS Championship, mm. they actually don't go to Champions League. Yeah. and But yeah. Trinidad gets two. Because they have their own league. So maybe we should just get our own league. Maybe we should just call League One Ontario our own league or something. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't know why why that that doesn't count, but a Trinidadian league does count. I don't know. For two spots, yeah. I don't understand.
2: Yeah, and there's, of course, the rumors of the Caribbean league starting up, too. Mm. So, that's interesting. Yeah, and the other the only other game that happened, which is a big deal, the Canadian women's national team won 2-0, and it's a big deal because Janine Becky, the better of the two Beckys, Mm-hmm. Scored a great goal. You
1: scored in the right
2: net, right? You scored in the right net. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, cool. You said Becky. Yeah, we hesitant. love you. We love you,
1: Drew. We love
2: you. <laughs> and s- some girl named Christine Sinclair, like some sort of new talent, mm, in the young world. young up and comer. <laughs> young up and comer scored her four thousandth goal. Mm, the best part of that goal was: did you see the? Did you see the goal at all? Did you see the highlight?
1: No, I was at work. I didn't see. Uh, I just saw a Twitter. She,
2: past me. she flicked it. To the right of the defender, went around the defender on the left, and then and then and then beat the keeper, put it in the net. Yes. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. But.
1: And we play Zimbabwe next, and that's pretty much guaranteed to win. So I. Don't, looks uh, like. don't underestimate Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it look like to go past the group stage.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Australia was the one I was worried about. So. Yeah. I guess we should get back to Ottawa Fury. We're going to take a little break, and we'll come back, and we'll uh, do our little preview on some team called Indie 11 hmm. who we're playing this Saturday. We'll be right back.
1: We can also be found on Midfield Press, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud.
2: And if you're still awake, uh, Ottawa Fury are <laughs> playing Indie 11 it's this Saturday, I it's seven thirty I believe, Eastern, right?
1: Yes. Yes. At Indy at the mic.
2: Yes. So but Indy, they're stacked. Like uh, so they have they tied our record, right? So they have eight wins, seven draws, and two hmm. losses on the season. Hmm. And they it's don't give up many goals. So it's seventeen games played, right? It's my math right? Yeah, seventeen games. And they've only let in thirteen goals. And two of those were penalties, so actually 11 goals. Because we all know penalties are bullshit,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. But one of those goals was scored by Idan Verrett from Johnny Steele. Yes. In their their prior matchup in the spring season where it was tied 1-1, where Indy scored that last-minute goal.
2: It's one of two times that happened to us this season. Mm Mm-hmm. The other was against FC Edmonton, but heartbreaker. Yeah, So, but they're on a losing trend now because they've, they've lost two of their – well, then they won tonight. Is the game over now? Are you following the score?
1: Let me just do a little refresh on the nasl.com uh, website. Because that's all we got? That's all we got? Uh, yeah. 5-1,
2: 6 5-2. Five, 5-2. Five.
1: Two. Five, two. Ooh,
2: Jacksonville with a comeback. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they lost. They've uh, lost two, won, one. No, they're two and two. They're two and two in their last four. So, but they lost to Minnesota and then away to Miami. I was kind of happy. I've never been happy for Minnesota to win, but I was happy because I didn't want Indy to
1: break our record. Yeah. Breaking our record is bad.
2: Yeah, don't break our record. Like, there's records that, like the attendance record that we had for like half a season. That's okay. We can have that. You we
1: can't. seem to lose those attendance records really quickly.
2: Really quickly,
1: yeah. You know, I don't. I don't think we have a quote-unquote rivalry with Indy, but I really hate Indy. Indy. There are expansions. Was just like a, maybe a personal rivalry with me, but there I just are... hate Indy.
2: There are expansion cousins. Yes. And that's all we have in common with him. There's yeah, no, there's no players or anything.
1: Uh, well, there's a few players. Yeah, we call him like Fury Junior. They were called in the off season when they picked up uh, Patterson, Falvey, Ubi, of course.
2: But Ubi hasn't been playing at all.
1: No, I don't know if he's injured, but I, I assume he's injured. He has, he's not even on the bench tonight.
2: Was Falvey? Uh, do you know if Falvey was playing tonight?
1: Cause he. Oh, was, he did. He scored no goal
2: oh good way to go felby
1: yeah following he picked up a yellow card and an own goal which is now the felby hat trick
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's following the footsteps of drew becky mm. yeah um he he hasn't he's he just worked his way back in the lineup too he was he was out of the lineup for a bit so
1: yeah he was injured uh yeah i mean they're a different indie team than we've seen the last couple of years of. Uh, I mean, the last couple of years, we've absolutely had Indy's Indies number every single game. I think we've lost. In the seven matchups prior, we've lost once to them. We took every single point off them last year. It's just one of these teams that we just always stack up well against.
2: Yeah, they're our sons. Yeah.
1: I mean, they won the spring season. We had an absolutely brutal spring season, but we drew them 1-1 at home. Yeah. So,
2: But they've had a lot of lineup changes. Like, uh, they, they got the... F- the Mexican Gerardo, yeah. Torado,
1: Torrado,
2: mm-hmm. who's uh, pff, he's been everywhere. Cruz Azul, Pumas. He even played for Sevilla, in uh, La mm. Liga. Uh, I don't know how many caps he had, but he was a lot for the Mexican national team. So, really strong midfielder. He's like a hundred years old. So, mm. I don't know. Actually, I should look up how old he is. I think he's thirty six or thirty eight. So, but probably yeah. probably a ticket seller. But he's been he's playing. He played tonight. How many? Did he get any of those five goals? Do we know?
1: Because no, he came on in the sixty-third minute.
2: Okay, so he's yeah, he comes on so late. Bad. Okay, and, and another player is at uh, Zayed, who's yes, well, he's just scored three tonight. Yeah, three tonight. So he's someone to watch out for. Um, he's Irish and Libyan. And so mm-hmm. he, he's, he's played he kind of he's played for a few teams in Middle East, a few teams in Ireland he played for the Shamrock Rovers, I believe at the same time as Richie Ryan, and he played for uh, Persepolis in uh, Tehran, which is a huge club, like huge club. if you think uh Orlando or Seattle gets big numbers, you should see this team in Tehran mm-hmm. or one one of the world's bigger mm. clubs for fans so
1: yeah, just well I just came over Hatrick, I think he's now second in the league right. He's a goal behind uh, uh, Christian Ramirez. So he's, yeah, one to look out for, one to defend well. Don't give him a lot of space. Don Smart, even though I I hate Indy, I love Don Smart. Uh, He's sneaky and
2: smart. And he he, he can be fast. I've seen Mm. him slow too, but...
1: Yeah, he's getting up there, but he's got, he's still got a a few steps on him. He usually comes on as a sub and he just runs at defenders and just a really, really strong player. And a player I've actually enjoyed watching from Indy the last couple of years.
2: He's a player. I say this a lot about a few other players in the league, uh, mostly Carolina players, but uh, if Smart was on our team, I would not be sad. No. I would not be disappointed. So anyway, he's one to watch out for. Uh, they also have that giant defender, uh, Greg
1: Janicky. Oh, they will not have him on the weekend because he picked up a red card.
2: Yes. Thank you, Jacksonville, for getting him mad enough to get a red card. Mm. Nice. Okay, that's a huge boost for us because he's mm. like he's the top of their back line. I don't know if you remember him. He used to play for the Scorpions, and uh, he's huge. I think he's he's taller than I am, <laughs> and he's <laughs> in, in much better shape. Mm. And another tall, dangerous player they have is uh, Justin Braun. And I don't know if former Impact and TFC fans would remember, remember him. And he was, uh, he was always, always dangerous. He wasn't like the fastest player in the league. But he went down to Sacramento, and he just cleaned up. He just cleaned up in the USL, did very well. He was a big star in Sacramento. And when he moved to Indy, I was like, oh, this is perfect for him.
1: It was probably Tommy Stewart sending him up all the time, I assume.
2: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it would be interesting to go back and look at some highlights and see if it's Stewart and Braun together. Because, yeah, when Braun left, that's when Stewart really fell out of the lineup in Sacramento. Mm. So, interesting.
1: Yeah, Mm. Yeah, uh, Indy usually play uh, the standard 4-4-2 flat formation, which is boring. But I guess it works.
2: They're not playing that three five two that all the cool teams play. No.
1: I don't think Jacksonville's <laughs> gonna go back to that. <laughs> so Jacksonville, if we haven't if you didn't hear Jacksonville's playing a three five two, oddly enough.
2: And lost five two. And lost five two. So. But one of those two goals was a own goal, so Yeah. So the three five two only works for us. It's ours.
1: Mm. But, yeah. So, yeah. So all we're time? confident. All time, I don't know.
2: We only lost once, yeah. Well, said,
1: lost
2: but and there's a whole bunch of players you know, like Patterson, mm-hmm. Felvey, and Ubi Parapovic. I wouldn't expect to see yep. him playing, but maybe. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing that's interesting about this team, we did a little bit of research, just a little bit. That's not like us. Uh, yeah, but they have no injuries right now, none.
1: That's good, I guess.
2: Well, well, it's good for them. But, yeah. So the, they pretty much have their pick of players, like whoever they want to play, except for, <laughs> except yeah. for Jan- Janaki, who got the red card today. So so it should be a good game, 7.30. It's a way game. It's going to be on TV on Rogers, if you have Rogers Cable. If you have Bell, you're uh, SOL. Mm-hmm. And if you're a cord cutter, um, you can watch it on YouTube, actually. It's going to be live. Nice. And on the NASL website.
1: Mm-hmm. All is so, good.
2: Yeah, all is good. No subscription services for this one.
1: Yeah, I think it's a big game for the Fury. I think they have a few kind of easy games coming up, so if they can get kind of, I think they can win. I think they can push Indy. They always match up well. So I think they can push them for a win. I think if they get this win, I think you might be able to build on the streak. I think they have Jacksonville coming up.
2: Mm-hmm. the week after at home Jacksonville,
1: yeah, and they have some other they have some other weaker teams coming in after that, so if they can kind of get over this indie hump, then I think they can really kind of push for the playoffs by the uh, the mid fall season
2: you said the p word wow, push, yeah push no playoffs yeah um <laughs> Well, I th- I think if we beat Indy. We can actually beat prove that we can beat any team in the league, mm-hmm. which would be huge for the confidence of this team, especially the players that have been here since the start of the season.
1: Yeah, I think it kind of puts would put us on notice on the NASL that we're kind of a team not to be kind of looked looked over. Yeah, and I'm just kind of worried. I'm just kind of worried about this new formation that they're using that we're kind of getting past teams because teams don't have enough data and enough. Uh, scouting material to kind of scout for it and kind of prepare for it. And I'm just kind of worried that the more games we get through and play, that at some point some teams are going to figure out figure out our system and how to beat us.
2: Yeah, and the teams we have played the last three, they didn't do a lot of over the top, which no. mm-hmm. would be I don't know. My uneducated guess would be the way to beat the three five two that we're playing. Not to mm-hmm. give anyone any <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> But, yeah, that's that's what I'm worried about is some teams want to come with speedy wingers, do over the top. And, then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I see the weakness. So let's hope uh, Indy doesn't figure that out because I do have the speed on the sides. I got that Don, Don Smart guy. Mm-hmm. And Zaid. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it should be a good game. Um, if you have any questions for us or uh, any rude or polite comments, you can send them to us at O-I-T Fury on Twitter. We have a Facebook page, right? Yes. and we, uh, Which is you can find by searching ours is the Fury. And if it looks like some medieval stuff, that's not us. We're the soccer one. And uh, we have an email address, which is...
1: Hours is a Fury podcast at gmail.com
2: Alright well thanks for listening Guys we'll see you next week
1: Toodles